Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the gift and blessing of this day, for your holy and life-giving presence here with us, Lord, for the hope and joy you have caused to dawn in our hearts. And we pray, Lord God, that you would speak to us. Lord, there's so much competing for our attention in this world. And Lord, we pray that you would give us the ability to pause this morning, to pause and to listen and to hear your still small voice reaching out for us. Lord, draw us into a deep and profound relationship with you. Lord, bring joy and peace where we are frustrated or lost. Fill us with your hope and your grace. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. It is so great to see you all today. Now, as many of you know, uh, this last week, 10 of us from Emmanuel traveled to the great city of Tijuana, Mexico, on a mission to do several things. Uh, we were going to do medical clinics and dental clinics and kids programs. We were going to paint the inside of a church, and we were going to dig a foundation. Right, you have with you many of those great foundation diggers here today. If you need any work at your house, I'm sure they'd be more than happy, especially if it involves digging in lots of rocks. That's, a, that's something we're very fond of. Although the hardest worker of us all, Cecilia Chan, is not at this service. She was already at the 7.30 this morning and signed up for several different tasks uh, to do more foundation work. I'm just kidding. She didn't actually sign up for it. But she, is, she was seriously a hard worker. Okay, so um, there we were in Mexico, but the core of our work, aside from all those jobs we're doing, is to serve God and to support the folks who are already serving the Lord in Mexico. That's what we go down there for. Um, we don't do independent work. We go and we seek to serve with missionaries and church groups who are already doing work to serve the people of Mexico in the Lord's name. And so our question uh, that we ask every time as we're preparing to, as we're seeking to discern a plan for what to do down in Mexico, is where are you serving and how can we help you? Right? We don't want to do something new or something fresh necessarily. We want to do what is in line with the work that these permanent missionaries are doing down there. Not to drag them into something different, but to find out how to care for them and bless them in their work. And so we found ourselves a week well, a week ago today, serving with a team of Mexican dentists and dental assistants, a Mexican doctor, and in conjunction with a Mexican Baptist church in a neighborhood in Tijuana. Now that church, that Baptist church, had set up a stage and some huge speakers in the park right next to an enormous street market where you could go and get everything that you might want on that Sunday morning. You could get some electrical wire, you could get some fresh fruit, you could get yummy carnitas tacos, you could get anything you happen to want. Uh, tail lights for your car, right? It was all there available for you. And so needless to say, this park where we were setting up was electric with activity. We came on the scene and we parked our van right there in the park. I don't know if that's how it got its name. Uh, and we were unloading our gear and we began to set it all up. There were in our team, like I'd said earlier, 10 of us gringos, 12 or so of the dental folks, 
a Mexican nurse and her mother and her husband and two children who, who work with us every year. They're from central Mexico, and they come out and they serve with us during the week. And then a pack of folks from the church as well. All there trying to set up our stuff in this little dusty wedge of a park, surrounded by a packed road and a street market. Did I mention the stage and the speakers already? They kind of loomed large over this Sunday morning. Uh, The stage was flanked. It had all been handmade. The stage had been handmade, right? They built it right there. Uh, Plywood and two-by-fours put it right together right there in the middle of that park. And it was flanked by by a stack of speakers on each side that looked like they were ready to fill a structure like the Oakland Coliseum with sound. Right? I mean, they were incredibly huge, huge speakers. And they were getting their money's worth out of them that Sunday morning. I think it was turned up to 11 in homage to Spinal Tap, right? There was sound everywhere. You could see, like, the dirt vibrate on the ground. I mean, it was incredible, the amount of sound. Now, in the midst of this auditory onslaught, uh, we English and Spanish speakers... We're trying to set up a giant tent. And when I say giant, I don't mean like Coleman size. I don't even mean the big ones you can buy at Costco. I mean like 40 feet long and like 12 feet tall. This thing is huge. And none of us had set it up in years. Right? And it was not a kind of tent that goes up naturally, right? It's made of all these different pipes that all look the same but are different lengths. It's got these joints with like four different protrusions on them. It has all kinds of different things in there. And nobody's entirely sure how to set it up because it's been years since we've done it. And in those intervening years, pieces have gone missing. <laughs> and the third thing is that there were no instructions. Right? So there we are, trying to piece this together. The sound from the speakers as they're booming some Christian rock just is going. We're trying to yell across this giant 40-foot structure at each other. And it's like Mexicans and Americans trying to figure out how to work together and put this thing. Everyone has their own idea of how it's going to go together. It was chaos, right? Total chaos. At this point, let's pause for a moment and look around the park together. Right earlier in that day, uh, as soon as we had got out of, the, as soon as we had unpacked our stuff from the vans, I had set up a pop-up tent and a couple tables to be used for children's activities that we had planned for that day. You know, I'd set it up. I wanted to have shade and have plenty of space for the kids to be able to do the arts and crafts and read Bible stories together. I wanted to make sure that was going to happen. And I looked over at that tent, uh, that pop-up and those tables, and I noticed that they were moving. <laughs> they were moving. No, it wasn't the speakers this time, but it was uh, the, the, the um, dental clinic were commandeering those supplies, right? So the chairs were leaving the tent, the pop-up was moving, and it was all being absorbed into another aspect of the ministry. And when I saw that tent and those tables being taken away, I went to like right there. <laughs> right? You know where right there is, don't you? Or maybe you don't. You probably never get there, right? 
But some of us do. Some of us have to confess that we get there, right? That place where you feel the grip on your emotions begin to loosen, right? You feel it go from like steady and firm in your hands to like just maybe your fingertips or maybe just your fingernails or only a couple of them holding on, right? And you're starting to shake. Your hands are. You realize that just the smallest nudge or the next bass tone (laughs) can put you right over the edge, right? You know that feeling. And there I was, watching my plans fall apart and fighting with that crazy tent. What was going on? I mean, I was there to serve and to support and to sacrifice for the glory of God. And here were these other folks getting in my way, (laughs) right? Getting in my way of serving. And it was at that moment, at that moment, that God in his grace stopped me. Before I said something stupid, before I even like nicely tried to get the table and the chairs back, God just is like, hey Seth, take a breath here and look around. And so I kind of came out of my head and came out of my anxiety and frustration and I looked around the rest of the park because I'd given it a cursory glance when I'd come, but I'd immediately become enmeshed and immersed with the work that we had to do right, all the tasks for the day. And as I looked around the park, I began to really see. And I realized that just on the other side of this massive tent that we were putting up, the church had already set up two other, like, pop-up tents. And inside those pop-up tents, the church had already set up a clown who was painting faces. And now, despite my fear of clowns, I took this to be a good sign, (laughs) right? The clown was there painting children's faces already. And there was a woman giving darts to kids to throw at a balloon wall. What a great activity. It was especially fun later when I was kicking the soccer ball around and kids would run right in between the thrower and the, the wall. That was especially a good turn of events. And then there was some game where you toss things into little holes that had different numerical values for it. And then there were a half dozen hairstylists cutting hair for free right there in the park. All those things had already been prepared by the church. They had already set them up and they were already functioning. Why had I come to Mexico? To serve. Who was I called to serve? God and the people. But I'd gotten that all screwed up and become totally fixated on my own thing. In our gospel passage for today, there's a similar situation. Martha's working hard to care for Jesus, to make lunch, to clean up the house, to get things ready. And what's Mary doing? Nothing. Nothing, right? Just sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening. The passage tells us that Martha is distracted by her many tasks. Those things she is doing for Jesus are not making her feel better either because she is fretful and disconnected. And she complains to Jesus in the midst of her anxiety and frustration. She says, Lord, do you not care? What a great line, right? Lord, do you not care? 
that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself. Tell her then to help me. She sees that the thing that she identified as most important is not getting done. And so she brings it up to God that Mary should change what she is doing and come and help her. But instead of chastising Mary for being lazy and unhelpful, Jesus answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of how many things? One thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Now, Martha's work is not wrong. Martha's work is not bad. It's just not necessary at the moment. And the better part, the part that her sister had chosen, was to sit and to be with Jesus, to listen to him and to connect with him and to develop relationship with him. In Mexico, I had chosen a part that I was focused on. It was the part I felt that needed, that I needed to champion because no one else was going to do it, right? I had to go and do this. I was going to care for the kids. Jesus showed me that that part had already been taken care of. And the greater part was to support the work that he was already doing there, to sit at his feet and to learn. And that afternoon, in that dry patch of a park, as the sound of an evangelist's voice boomed through those speakers, and under that massive tent, which against all odds did go up and did provide shade, six people committed their lives to Jesus Christ. Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for being the God, the God who remembers all things, Lord, who does not forget the, um, the outsiders, Lord, who does not forget the hurting or the downtrodden. Lord, you are the God of grace and mercy. And you choose, Lord God, in your grace to forget our sins. And we thank you for this. Lord, you call us to serve you in this world. And yet sometimes it seems so hard to discern exactly what we should do. Lord God, we ask. We ask for your guidance and your mercy that we would be given your wisdom and an ability, Lord, to serve you with zeal in our hearts, and yet to have our eyes, our eyes open, Lord, to make sure that those ministries do not interfere with the work that you are doing, and that ultimately do not interfere with our relationship with you. Lord, thank you for those who did hear the good news and opened their hearts to receive it, Lord. We pray that you would continue to do your good work in their lives, Lord, that they would be established in a church, Lord, and come to know you and better, know you more and better each and every day. 
We pray that you would bless all those who took took part in those ministries that day, Lord, that you would encourage them by the work that they did, Lord, but most importantly, encourage them in their walk with you. Lord, thank you for this church and those here gathered. We pray, Lord God, that you would help us to have ears open to hear your, your voice, Lord. To have eyes open to see what you are doing around us. And to be willing to drop whatever is our focus at the time, Lord. To do what you call us to do. Even if it is just sitting at your feet. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.